Welcome to Cover to Cover, a podcast featuring musical conversations about an album or song which has changed and enhanced someone's life. I am your host, songwriter Matt Tarka. Thanks for joining us today. We humans connect with the presence of music in our own unique way. As an artist, a concert goer, through our headphones, or as something that simply lives in our everyday background. Our guest today is one Matt Wheeler. The terms troubadour, poet with a guitar, and stage banter conversationalist all describe Matt Wheeler's music and performance style well. Matt's songwriting paints pictures with words. Matt has delighted audiences from New England to North Carolina, Ontario to Chicago. His new album, Wonder of It All, a collection of songs based on classic works of literature like The Little Prince and The Hobbit, was released back on May 21st of 2021. Helen Light of WXPN in Philadelphia says, warm sound and heartfelt lyrics. If you are a fan of Josh Ritter, give a listen to Matt. Redline Roots in Boston writes, Matt really has a way with words. He puts poetry to music really rather than simply writing songs. Very beautiful writing. For our conversation today, we are going to be discussing Angiara, the third studio album by Canadian folk rock band Great Lake Swimmers, which was released all the way back on March 27th of 2007. The album was released on Network, and uh, the band recorded most of the album in London, Ontario's historic music venue, Alien Hall, with producer Andy McGoffin. One important fact to note, Angiara is the name of the boat that ferried the band to the site where they recorded their first demo. It's also the original indigenous name of Niagara Falls. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest to the program today. Matt Wheeler, thank you for being on Cover to Cover today. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. Yeah, so we are going to be discussing Great Lake Swimmers and a 2007 record of theirs called Angiara. And uh, what inspired you to choose this particular album from the band? Well, so it was... Uh, the songs that are on it, uh, basically were, they were, well, they, they was, this is the first full album of theirs that, that I was exposed to. Um, I actually, so my friends from, uh, the, the Canadian music blog, uh, Great Dark Wonder had asked me about, uh, about possibly writing a review, uh, for the, the new live album, the Great, Great Lake Swimmers released. And now it's, it's called Live from the Redeemer, um, Live at the Redeemer, two thousand seven. Um, so it was it was the hometown release show for for Angiara. Um, so so of course those those songs and also some of the earlier songs are on that. But the part of the reason that one resonated with me so much uh, that that this this live album resonated with me so much is because uh, back in I want to say it was two thousand eight or two thousand nine. I was I remember I was working and I, I had some uh, had Pandora on. And I had it on some kind of like folk acoustic uh, station. I forget what it was even based on. And you know how, of course, with with Pandora, it just kind of tries to take a best guess at at what you might like. And I believe it was your Rocky Spine. Uh, that was one of the songs that was that was on that. Still to date, probably their their most streamed song, their most well known song. But I remember hearing it and being like, "Wow, this is this is amazing." And I even like like I like the band name too. It just Fantastic. Anyway, so so I so I went from Pandora to uh, I, I searched on Google and and uh, I found there was a music blog that had live 
uh, Life from the Redeemer, something like that, Life in the Church of the Redeemer, um, available as a free download. Like it was, in that case, it was like a five song EP. It was a sampling of what's on this live album that just released this year. Um, it was actually a CBC recording of that concert. So it's so, a so right, Yuraki Spine was there live. Uh, and then also a song called Moving Pictures, Silent Films, that's like still, I mean, it just hits you right in the feels. Like it's just so, like that particular song, which is from their self titled album before Angiara, uh, well, two albums before Angiara, uh, that basically just like, like it's, it's, it's just so beautiful. Like, like I, one of the reviewers that I read around that time said something like, uh, that that basically compared the the band's sound to Canadian winter in a good way that it was that it's just stark and beautiful and and that pretty well describes the band's sound and I feel like at that stage um, it was right before I really would say my music career started but I was I was playing and singing and writing some of my own songs just beginning to share them um, and and that's when I was introduced to Great Lake Swimmers and when I when I heard and saw um what they had going on i was just like 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 this is the sort of thing that i want to do um and so so i guess that it was that and then of course eventually one way or the other um you know i i, I got into the, the whole the album itself on giara because of course it contains your your rocky spine it's a lead-off track um and just listen to that probably countless times and <laughs> And uh, I mean, from that's the opener, and then I became awake as the closer, and it has this. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's just it's such a cathartic ending to the album too. It's it's the sort of thing where it makes a good cohesive whole. Like like there's some range in it, uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where like you know sometimes you listen to something because you feel like oh it's like any accomplished songwriter should listen to this. You know, everyone should be into you know, at least some era of Dylan or ought to listen to Neil Young or, or, uh, you know, others, you know, Paul Simon, something like that. And some of them you gravitate toward and really naturally enjoy. And some of them you're like, well, I feel like I need to, you know, uh, I need to, you know, just go ahead and, and listen to this cause it's, cause it's good for me. Like, like, like eating, you know, Brussels sprouts or brushing your teeth. It's like, but, but, but then there's some like Paul Simon, or in this case, Great Lake Swimmers, that it's like, even if no one else thought this was cool or enjoyed it at all, like I would still love this. <laughs> like I kind of like if other people like it and, 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 and really care about it, that that's cool too. But it's like, like, like this just, you know, feels like it was, it was made for, for me or, or someone like me. And uh, so th- this album certainly, certainly fits the bill for that. It was influential as I was getting started as a songwriter myself. And, and actually in the years past, I've actually gotten to know, uh, Tony Decker, the lead singer of of the band, uh, and that's that's been you know even even cooler. There's plenty of stories around that. Like when we played a show at Tell Three Sixty in Lancaster together, um, basically because I reached out when they were going to be playing in Philly um, and said, "Hey, you guys looking for an opening act?" And they got back to me and were like, "Oh, you know, we got someone from labels you know, coming coming along with us or, or something like that." Like we already have an opening act. Um, but thanks so much for reaching out. And then they had a DC show that, a night or two later fall through. And they're like, Hey, so would you be up for possibly putting together a show in your area? Cause we've got a free night and we don't know what we're going to do. Um, and I was like, yes, it'd be like, if you're a YouTube fan and Bono was like, Hey, so I mean, can we maybe play a show together? Like in your town would that work? 
it's like, you know, you say yes, pretty much, you know, without having to think too hard about it. And, uh, and furthermore, um, not only was it a really cool show, uh, Tony and Kelsey, who plays keys for them, uh, joined me on my song Indigo, which again, it'd be like if then Bono also joined you on stage <laughs> as you're like closing out your set and, and you just ask, Hey Bono, would you mind joining me on this song? And, and he said like, yeah, you know what? Sure. I'll go ahead. Like, like oh, how gracious. Anyway, total sidetrack on that, but yeah. So, um. And actually, this copy of Angiara that I have right here, um, which I know for the audio people can't see it, but I'm holding a, a vinyl copy. Uh, Tony from the band gave me this at that show. Um, I commented it was my favorite album of theirs, but didn't have it yet. And he was like, "Oh, here I have a copy." So, so yeah, it it helps when when people that 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 you you know that you admire and you really enjoy their work turn out to be really quality people as well. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, that, that that's a rambling answer but i mean but but it's all true and it's uh you know it's i guess when someone's gonna talk about their favorite album it's not gonna be like well you know it sounds nice and then leave it at that so but you've led me to my you know usual next question is you've mentioned tony decker you've mentioned a mm-hmm. couple of other folks in the band mm-hmm. uh can you describe for our listeners you know kind of who plays what and uh how many pieces there are in the the band? Because while it may have a bit of a minimalist quality from a sonic point of view, there's a lot of meat and potatoes, you know. Yeah, there are, yeah, a, lot, yeah. There are a lot of people going on in the band. So it started off, well, I mean, Great Lakes Runners. It, it was originally basically Tony Decker's solo project, the first album, the great the self titled one. I don't remember if, if he had bandmates then or not, but I remember I know it was a, a recorded in abandoned green silo, silo of some sort. So, well, the silo basically had all this natural reverb, so that's why they did that. They're they're well known for recording in unusual places. Um, besides, you know, not only beautiful places like you know Church of the Redeemer in Toronto or or Alien Hall in in London, Ontario. But yeah, so as far as who's in the band, I mean Tony Decker um, sings and plays guitar. You know, he's a kind of prototypical singer songwriter that way. Um, and then you've got uh, Eric Arneson plays banjo. Um, and then uh, let's see. I was looking at the, the credits on this too because I, mean, I think the band's changed a little bit since these days. Um, oh yeah, well one of the things is on this album and also on that live album they just released this year, uh, Bob Egan plays on it. He's he's known for playing in Blue Rodeo, which is a pretty big deal band from Canada, uh, but also uh, also Wilco, pretty big deal band from America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I also had the pleasure of meeting him one time when I played a at a, uh, a so far sounds concert in Kitchener, Ontario at a library. Yeah, he, he's well, Bob Egan's really involved in the local scene, uh, in the, the KW Kitchener Waterloo area, um, Southern Ontario. So anyway, yeah, so he's crossed paths with them. And, uh, I mean, they've had different people come, come and go, uh, Brett Higgins plays bass and he's been pretty much a constant. And, uh, but they've had other, other members come and go like, uh, Miranda Mulholland of the band Harrow Fair now used to play, uh, violin and do backing vocals. Um, Kelsey McNulty uh, plays keys and does some backing vocals. And then, uh, yeah, there's various other guest artists like Serena Ryder, who's also a pretty well-known Canadian singer-songwriter herself, um, did did quite a lot of backing vocals on uh, on Angiara itself. So yeah, it's 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 like Tony Decker and friends. Uh, I mean Eric Arneson and uh, and Kelsey McNulty and. Uh, and Brett Higgins tend to be the bass lineup. Uh, but yeah, it's changed a little bit over time, but but uh, some of those people were also involved in the, the album we're talking about. 
Nice friends, we were talking with Matt Wheeler of Matt Wheeler and Vintage Heart here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka about Great Lakes Swimmers and I believe their third record on Yara. So um, Matt, I've got a question for you. Since this is their third record, do you think uh, just from a musical point of view that this is a little bit of a, a difference or not the difference isn't the right word but like more of a departure i i guess from their first two records or um do you think that this is something that they had been kind of searching for all along in terms of sound and dynamics and all that good stuff i think it's more like the second uh option that you presented uh i would say so great lake swimmer is the the self-titled album that that um that they started off with uh their, their debut album i mean they each have their merits. I mean, I would gladly put any of them on the turntable, which is right over beside me here. But um, I, w- I mean, so Great Lake Summers, the first one was very much more like, it almost seemed like, it, it kind of sounds like like Tony Decker wrote and recorded like demo versions of all these in his in his bedroom and then and then went to an abandoned grain silo and, and recorded them there, maybe with one or two other people. Like it's very much intended to... Uh, to rely on on the reverb as like a character um so it was it was purposely very sparse and if you look at the cover art it's also very sparse and then bodies and minds came next and that built on it a little bit it felt a little more like a band sound some of the songs especially that way there's a few more upbeat moments on that one and then i feel like with angiara it's like they hit their stride it's like what tony decker was kind of thinking of growing it into it's like it it became that with Angiara. Um, and in part it's evidenced in part by the you know, the, the lead off track, Your Rocky Spine. I mean, I, I'd venture to guess a lot of people listening have never heard of Great Lake Swimmers, but if they have, maybe they might listen they might put on Your Rocky Spine and be like, Oh, I feel like I heard that like eight or ten years ago. Yeah, you probably did. because uh, it, it was it, it got a lot of people's attention uh, in Canada and beyond, including here in the States. So um so yeah, I feel like it was it was it was a growth. It's like they hit their hit their stride, and, and ever since each album since like it's taken some different directions, um, but it's definitely been much more of like a full band affair for most of it. I mean, Tony even has a solo album that that he released like like later on, uh, yeah. Because the thing is, the first album more or less was that, and and so like there was room to do a solo album. Like these songs just work, you know, with Tony by himself. But uh, yeah, I mean it's. Uh, and like on uh, the waves, the wake, the album they released just a few years ago, um, the uh, he really took a departure there, where it was like, um, it, it, I, like I didn't ask him about it, but it seems like he must have been thinking like, well, I've done a lot of these songs that are very folky, very guitar based, you know, and there it is. I'm gonna do some songs where where that's not the case at all, like where he's got uh, like the talking wind is like him, a backing vocalist, and woodwinds. And that's all. Like, there's no other, <laughs> nothing else there. There's some other ones with, uh, like, Unmaking the Bed has a lot of uh, various percussion instruments, including some pretty unusual ones and vocals. Um, yeah, there's uh, basically there's, there's other ones where like there's they're relying on things besides the guitar. So like, yeah, that's that's even farther down the line. But I feel like Angiara is like where they were at their, um, and I love the the later stuff as well, by the way. Uh, but but like from coming. If I'm going to be like, hmm, I want to put on some Great Lake Swimmers, uh, what, what do I want to grab put on the turntable? Um, there's a really good chance it's going to be on Giara. Um, partly because, besides the fact that it's just, they're good songs, um, 
there's also the fact that like, you know, there's the history I have with it too. You know, there was mm-hmm. a discovery, there was it kind of like, I feel like it's kind of like been there as I've grown as an artist myself. Um, I'm sure it's, it's been influential in, in, in some of my own songwriting as well. Um, in fact, uh, when I played that show with Great Lake Swimmers at TELUS in 2000, maybe 18, I think that was October 18, I believe. Um, I, I played my song Cedars and Tony was right there in the audience. He had popped back in, um, and caught part of my set. And so I, in, in the second verse of Cedars, I say, uh, among the Cedars, the rocky spine of the old AT. So I literally use a phrase from there. But I mean, in a different it's a, sense, it's an Easter egg. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. But it's so cool like to have an Easter egg. And then like, you know, in reference to a band to be like, like, oh, this is like this. Is, like I, I literally took a phrase from Graceland, let's say. And then Paul Simon was in the audience. And I got to say from Mike, like, hey, I've been really influenced by Paul Simon. Uh, here's, the, you know, listen closely. Let me hear a little piece from Graceland. Hope you enjoy it, Paul. Like, it's like that, you know. So um, it was really sweet to be able to do that. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's cool. It's cool to see how, how Tony and the band have grown as well. And, um, but, but yeah, like, I'm coming back to one specific album. It's probably going to be on Giara uh, from them. You know, you mentioned from the top. We, we can start talking about your favorite tracks if you like. Can we talk about your Rocky Spine, the uh, the lead off here? Oh, definitely. Okay, so we've got some light acoustic guitar. We've got a little bit of banjo in the backdrop. For for listeners who are just blissfully unaware of Great Lakes swimmers, um, can you describe may- maybe the vocal quality of Tony Decker's? My immediate thought, because I was blissfully unaware and, until you introduced them to me relatively recently, was that his voice kind of fell for me bet- somewhere between. Neil Young, Wayne Coyne from the Flaming Lips, and um, Tom York in some ways from Radiohead. Mm, yeah. But what do you what do you think? What's um what was what was your immediate take when you first uh, discovered the band and, and from a vocal point of view? Yeah, I mean, so 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 funny. Yeah, it's one of those things where like sometimes the singers you most enjoy aren't the ones that like you feel like oh, this person should be on The Voice. This person should be on American Idol. Like. Like when they have just like such an unusual and unique voice, um, that's like, well, Neil Young is a good example of that, or Bob Dylan, I say Tom York as well would, would fit that. Um, I think those are apt comparisons that you made. Um, the words that come to mind is like like wistful, um, maybe wispy. Well, wispy, yeah, it's that's me not quite the word I'm going for, but yeah, like like there's this like there's this urgency to it, but like and and in like kind of a weathered quality too. I think that's maybe where the, uh, the Neil Young comparison comes in. Um, but in all these ways that really, really work um, and that really suit the songs, uh, your Rocky spine itself is, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's about a relationship, but it uses natural imagery like of nature, which of course, if you listen to any great lake swimmers, be like, just take a tour through, you know, you just put on Spotify and Great Lake Swimmers and just hit shuffle through their discography. There's a lot, a lot of that, um, which is one of the things I love about it. Um, but yeah, like uh, you know, floating over your rocky spine, like like the idea is, uh, you know, it's using like the metaphor of a lake. Uh, or, and, you know, the narrator uh, protagonist you know, compares himself like to a bear um, at various points. And uh, uh, where the wind rages through your hair, like there's all these... Yeah, someone who really enjoys words and metaphor, um, you listen to my music, it's pretty obvious I'm into those things. 
uh like you know i heard that and it was like whoa like i love a good song that uh that paints a picture for you but doesn't tell you what to think about it like it it it, it thinks enough of you you know the songwriter thinks enough of you to think that you can put some pieces together yourself you may come up with a different conclusion than they do but that there's definitely something there. And even before you really understand it or have a clear picture or have meaning set up to it in your own mind, that you're like, there is definitely something here. And I think I want to find what that is. Um, and, and your Rocky spine is a really good example of, of a song that does that. Um, it's also catchy. Um, you know, it's got, it uses minor chords in the right places. Uh, it's, you know, the, 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 it starts off with that banjo lick from, from uh, Eric Arneson. It's one of those things where, like, if you're at a Great Lake Summer show and, like, you know, they, you know, they're between songs and Eric, like, like rolls out that banjo, like, everyone just goes nuts, you know, that kind of moment where it's like, I know what song this is and I want to hear it, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And, and, and in a way, you know, even you kind of get that experience at home. You put it on the turntable or switch it on Spotify and, like, you hear that and you're like, oh, yes, here we go. You know, and, and, and when you've heard it a bunch of times, it's like, oh, yes, a, an old friend has come back to visit and, uh, you know, want, want to spend some time with them. So, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, there, there are some harmonizing vocals in there as well, but, uh, but, but they, they do. I mean, yeah, it's just it, it, it's a wonderful song that, that just makes such good use of, of, uh, of metaphor. It's, it's one of the more upbeat tunes on the, on the album. I mean, there's, there's some range, but um, it's a really good kickoff song. Friends, we're talking with Matt Wheeler, musician Matt Wheeler of Matt Wheeler uh, and Vintage Heart here on Cover to Cover with Matt Targa, all things Great Lakes Swimmers and their third record, Angiara. After your Rocky Spine, what other tracks would you like to discuss here, Matt? Oh, man. Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, let's see. Well, I guess, I mean, I don't know if it matters to go, it's called Cover to Cover, the show is, so maybe I should go in the sequence that they're here, but. Uh, we could do that, yeah. Well, I want to stay on 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 task here, but I mean, it's kind of hard to pick. But I mean, I would say so. And backstage with the modern dancers is the second tune, and it definitely has has a more uh, like melancholy tone to it. Uh, but 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 it works. It in juxtaposition to to the first song, it doesn't feel like this drop off. Um, and yeah, the uh, the 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 setting for it again. I don't know, like if it's autobiographical, I'm guessing it is um, basically like a, you know, it's called backstage of the modern dancers because it's the narrator is a, a songwriter. Like I love, there's certain phrases in there. I really enjoy like, uh, um, well, basically he's, he's talking about like the you know, dancers that he's there with, like they're all getting themselves ready to go out on stage. And he's, you know, it, like didn't, didn't seem to mind as I tuned my guitar. Um, I made a list of songs I can play by myself like that. Like, He's, he's describing making a set list, but like it's put in such a way, especially to the chords as he's singing it, like it, it sounds kind of epic. <laughs> like I do, I do this sort of thing all the time. I don't think it would be that epic, <laughs> but um, yeah. I, and it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's one of those that really paints a scene, like uh, kind of unexpected one, but, um, but it's just like, like it's one of those things that like, it's just good songwriting. Um, so, so yeah. And so, so there's that one. Uh, I mean, so the changing colors, which is the fourth track, um, is a song that really deals with a with a tough subject. It's uh, it's talking like I don't know exactly who the person is who's who's ailing and and on the verge of passing away, but um, it's 
uh, it, it's, it's dealing with that. It's like the, the, the protagonist and you know, someone that they know and love is, is passing away and, and he's, you know, you know, comforting that person. And, um, it's, a yeah, it's, uh, it is a, a tricky subject of course, but they, they think they handle it really well, you know, and, uh, it was changing colors. It, 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 seem, it seems kind of like maybe like an autumn type of reference, you know, it, now, interestingly, uh, I don't know where I found it. I think it was on YouTube. Just randomly one time a few years back, found a version of Josh Groban singing the song. Really? Like, huh. I don't know how that came about, but <laughs> but it's just like, it, it's just this delicate tune. Like, it's like, like you've been let in on this, this uh, you know, this important moment in these people's lives. Um, and uh, yeah, I would say, man, I don't think I'm going to be leaving out too many of them as I go through this, but <laughs> Um, there is a light is, uh, yeah, it's like the, the, the lyrics here. It's, uh, you know, there's light in you I've fallen into. And, uh, you know, like that, I don't know, like, there's like the, the, like that, the, the, that's the chorus, but it's also the first lines of the song. Well, actually not the chorus. It's, it's just the, it's the first verse. Sorry. I got mixed up on that, but, um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's a, like, and if love is a war, I won't have it anymore. Um, this is what we call a war. I won't have it anymore. It's like, I, I feel like this is one of those songs, like, like I tend to like, to, if I'm writing a love song, it tends to be like from the part of a relationship that, that would happen after the romantic comedy is over, you know, <laughs> uh, like, like, like the long-term committed, you know, uh, relationship, like love in a more mature sense. And, and this feels like it's one of those, like it's, you know, uh, where, where it's, it's not, it's all rosy or, and, uh, Oh, I'm so in love with you or, or, uh, or I can't believe you did me wrong. Or like, it's not any of those things. It's like, it, like it's, it's textured. It's, it's not all one or the other. It's like, um, it's, it's like we're in this together, but, but like, I don't want us to be fighting. I don't want us to have this conflict. And, um, yeah, it's all framed in this, this idea, you know, there's a light in you and, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it, it's a thoughtful, deep love song, I guess I would say. I love the presence of cello in this track and the bridge. It just adds this, you use the word texture. It adds, it's, it's just delightful. That was one of the words that came to mind when I, when I heard that cello in that portion of the song. And there's also some really nice, very ornate, uh, finger picked acoustic guitar, kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, you mentioned earlier on that, you know, that they like to record in some unconventional places. So there's definitely that echoey kind of quality on this track with some, possibly some xylophone accents in there as well. It's just, it's very tasteful. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed this one as well. Yeah. Glockenspiel actually. Um, it's Glockenspiel. Okay. I'm yeah. looking at the credits here. Yeah, you're right. I wasn't even thinking of that. But yeah, it's 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 like it's as though it's like this supporting player in the background that like that like appears at certain points and and uh, yeah yeah. I know I've been talking mostly about like lyrically what the songs are about. I feel like that's mostly what I end up thinking about. But um, but yeah, like there are some touches that uh, like you said, like the Glockenspiel that, that I feel like adds this this really endearing quality to uh, to the tune. So. Yeah, it's it's and that that's it's like right right around the heart of the record there, and you know it's just it's fantastic. I mean, sometimes sometimes there are things you enjoy that you're like you feel like well, it's hard to explain why I like this, but but there are lots of, of things we can we can point out. Like it's um, yeah, the Glockenspiel may be a highlight there for that song. We're talking with Matt Wheeler, 
singer-songwriter Matt Wheeler of Matt Wheeler and Vintage Heart here on cover to cover about Great Lakes Swimmers' Angiara album, which is uh, was released back in 2007, which, gosh, it seems like ages ago these days, doesn't it? Um, after There Is A Light, uh, we have a track called Put There By The Land. Some really nice acoustic guitar here, some like thumping, uh, I believe upright bass, some plucked mm-hmm. violin, kind of these, you know, interestingly, like some, like these jagged little electric guitar parts, you know, very pleasantly syncopated that just kind of build and build as the song progresses. And then uh, it retreated to my ears into this place of solitude, which was just kind of a nice, just kind of end point, I suppose. Um, yeah. Really just, again, another really tasteful track. What, um, what stands out for you on this song? Is it, is it the lyrics? Is it just the overall vibe? What, um, what say you? I would say, so yeah, which I would say the simplicity of it, like when I'm looking at the lyrics here in the, you know, that came along with the, the album jacket and there's literally six lines of lyrics in the whole song. And it's like a regular length song. It's a very, it's very much a folk song like that because, uh, like each verse is, uh, is basically one line repeated. Um, but like at the end of the line, there's, there are these staccato, um, bursts of electric guitar, um, in a way that like just punctuates what was just been said. Um, and lyrically, I mean, put there by the land, you know, like there's a mark on my hand, put there by the land later on. There's, there's a mark on the land, put there by my hand. Can you see it's in me? Can you see? I mean, I basically said all the lyrics in the song, not quite the right. Being being at one with the universe. Yeah. And kind of with the land, like it, it feels like, like something Wendell Berry would write um, in one of his either fiction works or poems. Um, Cause he's, you know, he writes about, you know, how, how important it is to be connected with the land and, you know, the, the, the physical space around you. And uh, yeah, I mean, like in general, I mean, so while the Great Lakes swimmers are, are based in Toronto now, they're from Waynefleet, which is right near Ni- like the Niagara region. It's a little town. Um, and like, yeah, it, it kind of suggests a sort of farm vibe. Like it's almost like I mentioned Wendell Berry. Like it's, it's, it's kind of a sentiment that maybe like John Denver would, would express, but not at all the way he would express it. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Like he would have like a way softer edged version of that uh, probably. But, but I think he would be like, like if he were to hear the song, I think he'd be like, yep. I think I agree with you on, on all of your points. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, like, it's an interesting piece. Cause like, like it wasn't like it strikes you as a radio single or something, but it does like, it has a certain punch that I feel like you get to this point in the album. Like you had that, you had the, like, as far as the dynamics of the album, you've got the, 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 the catchy, like clapping along, um, sort of feel to your Rocky spine. Then we've got these kind of more introspective, uh, more balladish songs for the most part in between. And then we get to put there by the land and it's like, you know, there's a mark on my hand, chun, chun. <laughs> by the land. Chun, chun. And uh, it's just, it, I mean, it, it's yeah. like they actually, you know, it's like, it's like for a song they decided to rock or folk rock at least. And, uh, but it's, it's still totally still in character. It's not like they decided to throw a metal song on here. It's, I mean, and of course you still have Tony's vocals, like just, uh, you know, anchoring it all and pulling it all together. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, really, as we're talking about this, the, the album, I mean, if someone listens to it, I feel like there's a cohesiveness to it all. It's, it, it, it doesn't just feel like a random uh, assortment of songs. Like it feels like, like, like they're very intentionally put together. They wanted to address certain 
certain like like certain little portraits of life they wanted to paint, but um, but that it all works together like to form one greater picture, which which I think is a good sign of a of a, of a great album. Um, I mean, you can have lots of individual tracks that are standouts, but sometimes they just don't. You know, it just feels like like someone threw together a lot of songs rather than like this was a work that all has has a unified feel on some level. Yeah, and there's also kind of a feeling of isolation in some respects if you're talking about there's a mark on my hand put there by the land if you rewind just a little bit here to there's a light there's this feeling of connection and complexity within a relationship that mm-hmm. sadly seems to be no longer so it's kind of it's kind of like put there by the land is resolving the conflict and there's a light if you think about things from a sequential point of view that's that's a really delicate thought process i like that when artists you know take that approach yeah well and to the point back with uh there's a light like yeah you're de- like conflict is definitely part of it but as i was saying like with the be like like in a committed relationship like that can be okay you know like if you're in a committed relationship you realize that like you can disagree and still and still stay together it doesn't mean like it's you know a, it's gonna turn into taylor swift breakup song like uh or, or a seinfeld episode where there's like you know George or Jerry discover like one minor flaw in a person and, you know, they break up and they're not in the next episode. Like, like real life. And, you know, a deep love shouldn't be like that. I, th- I feel like that's where there's a light is going to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could, I think with put there by land, you, you could, you could make, you know, re- you know comparison with like relationship and, and see it as solitude. I, 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 I kind of see it as like, like, like a man who's, 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 you know, he, he plows and works the land. He's done it for decades and he feels like it's like, it's like him standing up at his plow and, and singing this song. If he had a guitar with him, like, I guess it's, yeah. like, like I, I could like that. That's the sort of setting I could see for it. Nice. We are talking with Matt Wheeler of uh, Matt Wheeler and vintage heart here on cover to cover with Matt Tarka about great Lakes swimmers and their third record Angiara. What's next, Matt? Um, well, yeah, I'm not skipping much, although I think I'll just look at two more uh, tunes here. So, um, well, well, at least two. Um, so there's, I, um, I am part of a large family. Um, so when I did the review for Live at the Redeemer 2007, um, th- this, I feel like, was one of the, the standout tracks. Like, this is a, um, you know, like, uh, basically, like, this is about unity, like, among people. Um, and especially after the last, oh, half decade, decade in America and around the world. I mean, I feel like the sentiment is always timely no matter where or when you're at. But certainly, you know, whether it's, you know, contentious uh, seasons we've had or, or just not being able to be around each other. Um, the idea of like that we're all one big family and uh, is important. Like, you know, the start, first words of the of the song or, you know, why are we fighting? Why are we fighting? Kicking and screaming, scratching and biting, uh, keeping it going wherever it's going. Generations are generating. And what am I supposed to do, but take good care, good care of you. We have a lot of work to do me and you and you and you it's like, and then like the, the chorus is I am part of a large family and that's enough for me. Like, it's like, we're in this together. Like maybe we don't think or believe or see things the same way, but like, but you're my brother or sister, you know, brothers and sisters are in my arms. Brothers and sisters are up in arms. <laughs> like this is part of one of the other verses. It's like, like, yeah, I mean, anybody who's grown up with siblings knows too, that's that, that tends to be part of the package deal of, of being family. Um, 
And so he's using it in like a, a bigger, a bigger context. I feel like it's, it's like a, it's a plea for peace. Basically it's a plea for understanding. And I, I again, I think it's always timely, but yeah, I, I think that's, that's, that's still, still definitely true. And, th- and this is one like musically um, it's, it's a driving, like as it has a driving feel to it. Um, like the, like it, like the instrumentation just kind of propels a, the message along. Um, you've got the, uh, the lead guitar line that I'm thinking of that like, like leads off the song, um, in particular comes to mind that way. Um, and, and like the way that, um, like the, the, well, of course, if people were to listen to it, like, like going from the verse where I feel like it's very steady, kind of like going between a couple of, a couple of chords and had the turn going into the chorus is just really well done. Um, it changes the feel into like, like, as if to, to, to emphasize what the words are saying, like, as if to say, Hey, everybody pay attention. Here's the point I want to make here. <laughs> and, uh, so, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's just a really, a really wonderful tune and, and, and a tremendously hopeful one, I think. After I am part of a large family, we have a track here called where in the world are you kind of strip it back a little bit with acoustic guitar, vocals and violin. Yeah. Um, one lyric here that stood out for me was, and I looked for you then in music and song, cause I thought I could find you there. They were only notes pulled from the air, not the kind I could read or breathe if I dare. Oh, I, I, I've literal, I have literal shivers down my spine when I look at that on a piece of paper. Yeah. And, and, and even more so than if you, if you hear Tony Decker sing it, you know, with the voice I was describing there, like, like, like the sort of weathered quality and someone has that in their voice and they sincerely sing those lines you just said, it's like, wow. And, and it'd be taken a bunch of different ways. I, I kind of take it like, it kind of strikes me like a Psalm. Um, you know, like the, the first words are of the song are, I've been looking in churches and looking in bars. I thought I saw you in the oncoming cars, uh, but it was your reflection cast up by the light into the sky of this dark city night, like, which is also just a great set of lines, no matter who, what he's saying with it. Um, but it's like, he's looking for like a higher power. He, like he's, he's trying to figure out the meaning of life. He, like he's at a place that I think everyone gets to at some point where they're just trying to see like, is there anything more than just what, what I'm seeing around me here? And, um, and like some of the Psalms, he doesn't necessarily answer it too much. He's just, he's talking about the questions he's been asking and he talks about, um, you know, some of his observations. I mean, yeah, the chorus is, you know, you know where in the world are you now? Like it's a, um, whoever he's calling out to you, God or, or someone else, it, it's this kind of, it's this seeking. He doesn't, but despite what that sa- like the way the words sound, like it doesn't come across as being like forlorn. It's like, I'm, I'm gonna keep on looking. Um, you know, like I, I, I think I'm going to find you, but like, here are some places I've tried and I haven't, you know, it's like, it expresses some frustration, but also like, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep on looking like, uh, you know, I, I know there's something there and I'm just going to keep on searching. And, um, yeah, it's, yeah, but the lines you quoted are, are really good ones. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just, uh, it's a really thoughtful song. Like, it gets kind of philosophical. After where in the world are you now, excuse me, where in the world are you? We have passenger song. This reminded me of kind of a sort of a beatnik poem, you know, with kind of that circular rhythm. Um, mm-hmm. What was your reaction when you first heard this track? And does it possibly have some new meanings 
for you every time you listen to this particular song. What um, what do you like about it? Um, yeah, and in some ways, it, it kind of feels like a like a like a postscript to to the song before it. Um, again, that cohesiveness, like, um, like there there are a lot like, and then actually, I, I became awake, which is probably my first or second favorite song on the album. Uh, like, like, I feel like it bridges the two really well as far as what they're each saying. So like, like the first lines of this song, you know, one thing I'll say for the less traveled way, it doesn't have subtlety, but has twice the gravity. Uh, like it, it's like, it's like Tony Decker just keeps dropping these, like I'd say one liners, but I guess they're like two liners. Um, just these thoughtful juxtapositions of words and, yeah, I mean, it, like, I feel like, like because there's so many different statements that, like, you're like you said, Matt, like you could you could take something different from it every time you listen to it. You know, it's like it's like looking at a at a at a painting, like a great work of art, and and being able to like you look at it once and you notice this character, and the next time you notice like the way the light hits this building or something else. Like, like there's a lot to dig into and and search and find. This one definitely, I think Wistful might be the right place to use this. Like, like that part in the song where he goes, uh, um, oh, right, you are right. <laughs> you are right. Like, uh, the way that he says it, it's kind of like, like he's been having an argument with someone and, and is like, like, you know, I finally realized <laughs> that, that, that you had a point and I didn't see it then. And, um, yeah, so. I feel like this one's a little more opaque than some of the others. Like, I don't know that there's like a really obvious, like, Oh, like it's not like backstage with the modern dancers where like you could picture in your mind exactly what the scene is. It's more like, more like just, it's more like a handful of, of poetic musings um, all bundled together in a, in, yeah. a, in a way that works. But yeah, I, 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 I particularly like the, that first line, which is also the last line again, you know, one thing I'll say for the less traveled way, you know, it, doesn't have subtlety, but has twice the gravity. It's like, it's like, yeah, like it just, like, I feel like I don't even need to say any more about that or like, just like, like draw your own conclusions, but it's like, that's just a really good line. I became awake closes the entire record mm-hmm. and there's an appear, a nice, wonderful appearance of pedal steel guitar. There's a return of a banjo too, along with Tony Decker's vocals. Just another gorgeous track. What stands out for you about "I Became Awake"? Uh, two things. One would be the uh, yeah, the pedal steel. Bob Egan's work on that is just like just amazing. Uh, and like so, on the live at the Redeemer uh, concert, the one that's on the record, the more recent one. I keep mentioning it because because it was the release show for Angiara. So these songs have a live version that now is out there in the world more broadly and. Um, I, well, so I love the original pedal steel that, that he does, but like on the live at the Redeemer version, like it seemed like he was improvising a little more. It doesn't really follow. Like, I mean, it's entirely possible he improvised it on the recording too. And this is just like, he didn't remember exactly what he played. So he's going to play something else that works. Um, but either way, it feels like, uh, it feels like, like it's like another character in the song. Like it's a, like. Like it, like it, uh, it's a backing vocalist that, that takes a solo here or there. And, and it's like, especially on Live with the Redeemer, like, like I was listening to it, um, before I did the review for it, uh, cause that wasn't on the original Live, Live with the Redeemer, like the, the, 
Live the Church, the Redeemer EP that I, that I listened to back in 08 or 09. Um, I mean, I listened to it and I've heard this song so many times, but like I heard, like, especially the, this, the slide guitar, um, this, uh, those, those pedal steel parts, I mean to say. And I mean, like I was getting a little choked up. It's like, like, wow, like this, like bring us to this whole other level of, of feeling and meaning. Um, and, and there are a lot of good lyrics. I feel like there's, there's good lines in all of these, uh, just really good songwriting. It's easy to appreciate. It's like if you're someone who's an enthusiast of coffee and you get, you get, uh, you know, you get a, a really good brew and, and you, you taste it and you just kind of savor it and be like, yeah, this is what these other coffees are trying to be. Uh, and, and you know, it's, it's like that, but yeah. So, so, so the pedal steel part and then the other real standout part for me, look at the lyrics. It isn't even here because it's like this sort of the, the chorus of the song. It's an interesting move. Like the, 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 the vocal melody, the hook is not words. Um, like the like they don't even hazard a guess as to what they're saying in in the the lyrics i'm looking at it it's like i would almost characterize it as like kind of like a yodel sort of thing which may, i feel like that word totally throws it off track to what i mean but it's like um like it's something like like Ole. like so so that basically it's a it's this part that feels cathartic after all these musings in the song um it's it's just like this this rising chorus there's aren't any words to it you know, and, and Tony's met with the, uh, like, there's a female backing vocal that really adds to it, too. And the slide guitar is joining in, like, like as though they're doing three-part harmony. And it's just, it's just really, really nicely done. And it's, it just closes out the record so well, like, like when they do the last chorus of that. And then, at, well, in the very end, the slide guitar, it's like it has its own little monologue. And, and just, it, it like, it punctuates the end of the song just so well. Like it's, it's kind of like leading. It's like almost the end, almost the end. And it's like ah, here's the pleasing resolution. Um, so yeah, all those all the elements come together so well. And um, yeah, I mean, like otherwise, most of the, most of the way in the lyrics, Tony Decker is not like he says. You know, I became awake at the beginning of each verse, and most of most of it, he's he's not. He's like he's like giving you like like little little metaphors, like one after another. To kind of to kind of de- decipher for yourself, you know. Uh, I became awake from a very dark place, a patchwork of fear, of poorly conceived ideas, with a blister of water, the mark of working hands, ready to catch or cut. The senses aligned, the animal urgency, and voices picked up, flowing over the static, late quiet. Which, by the way, that last line right there, flowing over the static, late quiet. Like I immediately feel like like, like I'm driving back from a gig late at night by myself. And, it, and maybe even in the days before, you know, maybe like you're listening to a radio station and it fades out because you've gotten too far away from the city where yeah. it's coming from. And it's like, like in that, that's like a Paul Simon kind of thing to do where you take a single line and you have like this whole world painted in that. Um, but I mean, the general idea of where he's going with the lyrics um, just seems like a really, like it's a really hopeful thing. Like he says, you know, like, you know, it suggests that the protagonist was dealing with a real deal with a really rough season, a really a dark time and, and are emerging from it. And he's like recounting it, but then being like, and now I feel free from that. And now I, I feel like I'm, I've, I've recovered or I'm recovering. And it's like, uh, in the review for live at the redeemer 2007, I, I, I noted this one as a highlight. And actually I was pleased to see, I think yesterday that, um, the great league swimmers actually quoted that part of the review as they were posting some of uh, 
some of the pictures from the evening that of, of that, that recording because um, they, they highlighted that because I, I spoke so highly of <laughs> how I became awake. Like, I feel like it's it's one of those, it, it's like, you know, we have your favorite band or songwriter and there's, you know, like a deep album cut that's just like one that you love, that you know that even people that know the band might not be that aware of the song. Like, it's like it's like I felt they, like they wrote this just for me, uh, or like I'm one of a, one of a faithful few that like know this one pretty well. And uh, so yeah, it's I mean, I, plus I'm also kind kind of a sucker for for a good ending song to an album. Um, Dennis and Whitmer is another songwriter who's great at that. Like listen to the song San Diego at the end of his I'm sorry San Diego San Francisco uh, at the begin at the end of his uh, American Foursquare album. Like it just like just, it it punctuates the end of the album so well. Like it ties together everything in a way, uh, and and when you get to the end of the song, like it feels like it's the proper ending for something really good. So, so yeah, I mean the last line of the of the song, like before you get to the to the uh, sort of just expressive wordless chorus, is I was heavy, but now I am light, and then that's repeated. You know, it's like, and you see through the course of this album, there's definitely some heavy stuff. I mean, we're talking about, you know, he directly addresses death at one point. He talks about him changing colors. He talks about, um, you know, connection with each other and with the earth and talks about looking for, uh, you know, for a transcendent higher power. He, like, he covers a lot of ground. Um, <laughs> metaphorically, in a couple of different ways, he's talking about, love and long-term you know like your rocky spine feels like the beginning of a relationship i there is a light feels like it's like it's you know when it's it's going through a tough time and working through that and then like i became awake comes along and it's like it's together with the weathered feel like i said of the vocals and it just feels like like you know like like a movie or a book where part of the reason the ending is so fulfilling is because you know that the characters have been through all kinds of highs and lows they've overcome a lot and and they get to this point and you act and you care about the characters and and yeah i mean it's so it's it's put together in such a way that 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 this this song and maybe the reason why i like it so much is that it just kind of brings all those things together and and resolves with i was heavy now i am light and and then just this cathartic you know outburst of 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 vocal energy at the end you know, it's just like, you know, it's it's like you stand up and clap afterward and be like, thanks for thanks for bringing us through that whole journey. Um, it was a pleasure to be on it with you. <laughs> and, you know, like like, a, like the end credits, you know, you get up and everyone just claps, you know, it's yeah. So that's my experience of the album <laughs> and uh, and how I would. How, well, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've spun it many times in various formats, but uh, but yeah, I would highly encourage people to. Um, check it out for themselves and and see what they think. It's I'm, I'm glad to have introduced you to it, Matt. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I'm probably going to continue to revisit their entire catalog, you know, from Ankiara and even, you know, the, the two pieces, uh, the two records, you know, prior to that. So it, it was a wonderful listen. Before I let you go, I've got to ask you a question about cover art. Yeah. When you look at Ankiara, do you think it's an accurate representation of what you're about to, you know, experience as a listener? What are they projecting to the audience before you lay the needle down? Sure. So, yeah, I mean, it's 
Well, one, I would say it's quite on brand. Uh, and, and anyone who does a quick Spotify or Google search or whatever place they'd want to look it up, you can easily find that, like, uh, so the, the, the cover is kind of a collage. You've got, like, way in the background, the, the I mean, the, the main picture that's over looks like it's a picture at either sunrise or sunset what I, over what I would guess is Lake Ontario. I mean, they got a great, like, swimmers after, not the, but they're great, like, swimmers after all. So, um, below that, you, over part of the water, you've got like this. It's like one of those. Uh, I don't know if it's the right term, but it's like a type of topographical map. Like I mean, I've got the album right here. I'm looking at. So it's. I mean, I could I could describe it from memory, but it's it's even even better to just be able to see it. And it's you know it it is Lake Ontario. Like in this map, it's got like the you know the, the compass star. It says Toronto Harbor, uh, and then right above that, superimposed over all of it is this picture of of a bird that I'm guessing is a hawk. Um, you know, and then like, you know, of course, then Great Lake Swimmers, Angiara over top of that. And Angiara is the name of the back here. It actually shows a picture of, of, uh, of the boat Angiara, which is the, that's the name of, besides being like the, the original indigenous name of, of Niagara Falls, it was also the name of the boat that, that, that ferried the, the band to and from the, uh, the, the location, like besides Alien Hall, like the other parts that they recorded on site. Um, which I'm drawing a blank as to the precise. Yeah, I was saying so they they did some of it, um, you know, right there around Lake Ontario, and and like that was that was if I'm getting this correct, um, Angiar was the name of of the ship that the little boat that that got them place to place. Anyway, so you know you got the you know you, you got a name that that evokes like history and nature um, for the album. You've got. You've got literally a picture and map of the Great Lakes going on there. You've got a symbol of nature and the, the great in the the, the the bird, the majestic raptor that's there at the top. Not like raptor, like velociraptor, but I mean like in the bird sense. And and um, yeah, I I feel like it gives you a, a pretty good picture of that. And I think that I think that like especially in you know, I, I especially these days, I think it's important having to have a have a good visual branding. I mean, this was from 2008, 2009. So it was a little earlier days of the internet, but still was days of the internet. I, I discovered them on the internet, like I said. Um, and uh, I, I've heard someone say something like, like um, if someone making the case that like, like the music doesn't matter as much as the visuals and that kind of feels like what? And the point the person was making, I think it is like pr- purposely provocative, but the point the person was making was, well, if, if someone's, repelled or just not appealed to by the visuals they, they're probably not ever going to actually you know dig in to give the, the music itself a chance um which makes sense in in that with, with that a bit of uh uh context so so yeah i mean so, so to look at this it feels like yeah this is something that you know uh you know every, and actually a lot of really summer's albums like there's a lot of like uh hands and like earth tones and uh as far as the color palette um a lot actually at least two or three of the albums i think of no, four i think of off the top of my head so um in lots of different ways it doesn't it's not like they're just rolling out the same album cover over and over um but you know it's a little bit like weezer always having uh weezer in lowercase in the same font on like every album it's like oh well obviously yeah this is like the stamp i know that this is from this band um so yeah, 
I mean, and even the name Great Lake Swimmers definitely suggests that, like, embracing of nature and the importance of it. So the short answer to your question is, yes, I think it suits very well. Um, <laughs> but that's all the, uh, the, the background that I further musings um, to go along with that. Matt Wheeler of Matt Wheeler and Vintage Heart. It has been a pleasure to have you on the program today. Thank you so very much for coming on, introducing us to Great Lakes Swimmers and their third record, Ankiara. It's been wonderful having you. Thank you for doing it. Absolutely. It's a pleasure, a pleasure to talk about it. It's like inviting it's like inviting someone on to talk about like their kids or grandkids. It's like, yeah, I, I could just keep on talking about, about this, this for uh, as long as you would like, as long as you got. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much to all of you for taking some time to stop by the program today. For all of you listeners out there, thank you very much. And please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcasts, whether that's on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, or maybe even Amazon. Take a moment to tell a friend or tell some of your family members about our show. Let us know how much you like the show by giving us a good rating. That will certainly help us appear higher in search results. And feel free to drop us a line at hello at covertocoverconversations.com. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jarrett Nicolay at Mixtape Studios in Northern Virginia. We hope you discovered some new music, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song, and shared a good moment with us as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover.